I, I've kind of gotten to this like point in life where like I know that deep down like I I am a professional worker in a blue state in a stable job, um, and so I'm gonna be fine, right? And I feel like what's happening is like like the world is 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 collapsing around me, but like I'm in like a little I'm like I'm I'm in like a little shelter and like I'm just watching it happen. Like I'll be all right. Feel bad for everyone else out there though. Yeah, well, that's kind of the that's kind of the weird thing. It's like the world is kind of burning. I'm not directly affected. Yeah, it's like I'm I'm in a safe zone due to uh, the the massive amount of privilege that having a law degree and a job has afforded me, and so it's like, ha, yeah, that sucks for all you guys. I don't know what you're gonna do about that. Uh, best of luck, though. Although to be fair, I I don't know, man. Like it, it could get bad enough where it, you I, know even that will not protect us. I mean, well, okay. As far as the fires are like the literal fires are concerned, that doesn't happen here, so that's not going to kill us here. Yeah. Um, as far as uh, you know, the Supreme Court is concerned, we're in a blue state. There's only so much you can do on a federal level. Uh, so I'm really not super concerned about it. There's really not much damage you could do to New Jersey. Oh, you never know. You know it... Well, okay. Okay, correction. There's a lot of damage you could do. But the things that they're going to try to do yeah. are not go- – like, like, you do know like, they're going to try to, to attack abortion. Right. I'm like, that's, oh yeah. That's like, you like can a... and you can you can make it so that you know states can ban it, but New Jersey won't. And so like, well, whatever. I live in New Jersey, so I feel bad for all of you uh, women who live in red states. Well, that's what we see right now. But what you know, like part of the issue is is so now they get to go ahead and add another person on the Supreme Court. That might not even happen. Well, yeah, well, that was the... Okay, so, like, yeah, you're right. That might not happen. There's two reasons why that might not happen. I think there's more than two reasons that might not happen. Well, okay, th- yeah, you're right. There's, like, a bunch of reasons. So we we, we could break down those kind of things. Um, I guess first let's talk a little bit about the whole uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg uh, passing I mean, that is, that is the, the topic of the day, is it not? yeah. It's sad. It's like it's sad that she, you know, like I, I know quite a few people who've passed away from pancreatic cancer. It's a very like, you know, as far as cancers go, it's probably, you know, not that cancer's ever a fun thing, but it's like as far as something to die from, it's it's one of those that it's like you kind of know your time is coming when you get it. So, and now, granted, she had had it, like, a while ago, too. Oh, yeah, I mean, but, you know, when, when you get to that level, they, they pump you full of the good stuff, so. Yeah. <laughs> when the Illuminati is on, <laughs> is on well, <laughs> knows, knows your name, like, on a broad level, you know, they... This they may the... be in poor taste, <laughs> but one thing that I have... So, like, I'm, I'm sure I've mentioned this several times before. I, like, follow conspiracy theories, like, as a, as a hobby because I think they're funny. And, like, one thing that's big in the conspiracy world is that they're saying that, that Ginsburg has been dead for years and that, you know, the Ginsburg that we saw was a clone or was CGI. And I'm like, they're not, like, handling this really well right now. <laughs> like, now that it actually happened, they're like, oh... Oh, oh, well, what? Because, like, it kind of throws a wrench into their, their narrative. And, like, well, she had to die eventually. So I don't really know what you were thinking. But, I mean, that's, well, that's, a, that's a whole separate issue. And I'm... The, the, 
the fallout from this hasn't quite taken shape, but it's just been an interesting thing of note that like they they don't seem to know what to do with this. I mean, you know, there's I I could definitely see conspiracy theorists like the way that they they would go with it, like that that this was all distraction to to make you not think about the you know the pedophile rings and the COVID and I don't know, like it's all it's, yeah. They it's, always they always find something new. It's I've gotten to the point where like that like that like that like trope about like having like the board with the yarn connecting everything. I feel like I'm about to make one of those because these can like, like modern day conspiracy theories are so complex that I actually do some, like I, I follow them for fun. Like I'm way more versed on them than the average person. And even I'm like, all right, I actually, I, I need help here. <laughs> <laughs> like, like even I get lost in my, in the, in, in the fucking swamp. that is these people's minds. Because well, uh, it's no longer Bush did nine eleven. It's Bush. Yeah, it's uh, like, Bush along with a pedophile ring. Well, and... no, the the problem is, is that like, so the 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 phenomenon that like I'm mostly referring to is like the QAnon shit. Yeah. And what happened with that was that QAnon became like the epitome of yes and, where people were coming into the Q <laughs> Q like 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 theory and they would bring their prior theories and the Q movement would just be like yes that and also this and so it has like co-opted everything every major American conspiracy theory is somehow woven into the Q narrative so basically Q and on just bad improv (laughs) it is it is the biggest possible tent conspiracy theory and it's like I can't even keep like somehow like faking the moon landing and like JFK Jr. still being alive is a thing. It's it's just it's too much. <laughs> but anyway, to, let's 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 roll it back to the, the yeah. Sanity let's let's, let, the let's avoid uh, getting lost in the swamp and talk about the real world and things that will affect people. In, in in the real world. <laughs> yeah, so I guess, uh, you know, rolling back to what we were talking about, she passed away from pancreatic cancer, and that's, you know, the thing, like, that she was hanging on for, like, the, the thing that I, like, I find almost saddening with the whole thing is, like, she's hanging on through pancreatic cancer, and she's not, like, she wasn't going to retire while Bush was in office. Like, that was just not going to happen. And that's yeah. just, to knowing how bad that disease is and, like, what's going through your mind all that and all that it's just damn like that's to to know that you don't get to live out your last year days actually retired to spend like time with your family here's the thing though i think she liked her job i don't think she she wanted to retire you know that's definitely a thing like especially you know with the the legal system there's a lot of old ass judges there's a lot of old ass attorneys well i mean like i i I joke about this like with my girlfriend where i'm like i have a retirement account but like odds are i'll probably never fucking use it yeah because as an attorney you can keep working until you know you can pretty much work until you like like the my like the 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 my the boss at my job is in his fucking late 70s and he's has no plans on leaving. Basically, they're going to be taking him out of his office in a body bag. It's kind of what he was saying. I mean, not in uh, so many words. He's a little more eloquent than I. But, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it is what it is. But, but yeah, like, it's, I have this retirement account that I, like, don't fucking need. Like, whatever. I'll, eh. 
you know, there's some retire. There's a t- some lawyers that do retire. A lot of the ones that end up doing like the prosecutorial yeah, but, work. But a lot of them they like retire and they go do something else. Yeah. Well, yeah. Some of them stay attorneys and they do other kind of work. Uh, it's like, like it's just I like a, a pension that comes in. At our Jersey City office, there's one guy who's worked there for like like fucking forty years, and he retired. And I, I remember I was like going. He he owns a, a brownstone in Hoboken. He bought it like forty years ago, and it was fucking cheap as shit. <laughs> and it's like a like like a six million dollar property now because it's like got a lot of apartments in it. And he's just like, yeah, I he's just like I don't really need the money. And he's like, I tried retiring, and then like I got so fucking bored that he just came back and started working for like basically as a volunteer. It was like he never left. Like he he got bored with retirement before they even managed to clean out his office. <laughs> he's like basically yep. took a, a three week vacation or sabbatical but, and then came and back. I mean, I'm kind of the same way though, because like I remember before I started working at Rutgers, like I had time off and I had this. I was like joking, you like signed for like the summer of George. It's gonna be the summer of John. I had I had money in the bank and I had a job lined up and I was gonna enjoy my summer before I started. I got about two weeks in, and I was like, okay, I can't do this anymore. You got bored? Like yeah, like I would wake up at noon and be like, well, all my friends are working. So I can't do that. And like daytime TV is ass. <laughs> it's true. It is true. And it's like, yeah, like I just couldn't bring myself to like do nothing for that long. I was like, okay, I got to go find, like I started driving Uber on the side just for, just, just <laughs> to keep myself fucking occupied. And I, it was great. Like all, like my, like my passengers were like, they asked me what I do. I'm like, I'm an attorney and I'm starting a job and like, three like three or four months but i have nothing better to do and they're just like there's no fucking way i'm like dude you can look up my bar number if you want <laughs> like like i'll give you the number google it like my name will pop up it's fun <laughs> <laughs> the weird tangents we go on to <laughs> yeah true but I mean, um, it's, it's relevant though like, oh I, it's absolutely relevant like, that's no, the because, reason why a lot of people don't retire because like if i were in ginsburg's shoes I probably wouldn't have wanted to retire either. Like, what the fuck? It's a pretty cushy job. I don't like, know. That one's kind of like stressful. Really, but... Okay, okay. The one thing that, like... The, okay, the, the hardest part to me about being an attorney is, like, doing paperwork and, like, prepping for, like, hearings and, and, and court appearances. She doesn't do any of that shit. She doesn't do her own paperwork. She has, like, fucking three clerks for that. That's true. And, 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 and prepping for hearings and, and court appearances... What the fuck does she have to prep for? She's she's at the top of the totem pole. There's nothing for her to know. She's asking you questions. This is true. Like, fuck that. You know how great it would be to like not have I don't gotta know shit. I'm just gonna ask you a bunch of questions and you convince me. This- she could she could have like gone on a bender the night before and walked into the fucking courtroom hungover, and it doesn't matter. <laughs> It does not matter. <laughs> it's like, whatever. <laughs> I'm the one you have to impress here. So it don't matter, you know, what I'm, what I, how I'm feeling. <laughs> this is true. I'm just saying, with given what she was ailed with, I don't know. I, I kind of agree with you that, like, if she, say, was fully healthy, it's a different thing. But that's not a... But I, I kind of... I get what you're saying. It, I mean, it's like, a very... also from, from that perspective, I think, too, is, like... You know how they say, like, you know, like, once, you know, you no longer have a purpose, like, your body starts to go? That could have yeah. been part of it, too. Where she thought, like, oh, if I retire and sit around, like, it's just going to happen faster. 
Well, I think and, like, she was she was no way gonna retire while Trump was president. Well, that well that's the other problem, too. <laughs> like, ah, oh, shit. <laughs> like that was the thing. I think back when Obama was, she could have retired previous, but she would have her like not for nothing. She would have had to retire like two or three years before the end of Obama's term, given what happened with yeah, that was Anthony, you know, Anthony Scalia, and like nobody really probably expected that there was gonna be that much stonewalling. I mean, I don't, I don't no, know, Mitch I McConnell. Did. Yeah, Mitch McConnell stonewalls everything. Every, like literally anything he could that was Obama's thing. Like, I mean, that, well, he he might not be able to stonewall everything going uh, going on because apparently Democrats are slightly favored to win back the Senate, which would be interesting. Dude, there's like an influx of funding to go ahead and take him out. Like there was well, like no shit. <laughs> of like there were, there was like ten million dollars in twenty four hours that was, like, was sent to Amy McGrath's campaign, which is funny because like that's like the campaign that's probably most doomed to fail because probably. he's in Kentucky, like. Send it to Lindsey Graham's opponent, who I don't even know who he is, to be honest. But there's like, there's way more toss up states that we can get rid of a lot of senators than Amy McGrath. Like, okay, yeah, I get it. And don't get me wrong, I, I believe me, I, I hope, listen, if you can afford to donate to all these senators' campaigns, go ahead and do it. You know, let's get rid of all these, uh, let's get rid of all the Republicans that are sitting in there right now. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Yeah. You know, especially, uh, so I guess before we get into, you know, the, the, the real craziness of it and like the, you know, what's the possible ramifications and possible holdouts and things preventing people from filling her seat. I don't know. I, well, she was, a, she had a very big following. Like, I, honestly, she's been on the Supreme Court for what, 27 years? Like there, there's know. not a memory I have of the Supreme Court where she wasn't on it. That's true. And I understand that's pretty much that pretty much goes without saying for a lot of the Supreme Court members, but she also just had a different, um, you know, like I like Souter, like Souter didn't have like the the notoriety of Ginsburg, like the you know even like Scalia had a notoriety to him, but it was well, it's not the Scalia had a notoriety because like he, while I disagreed with him on many things, was a good writer. Yeah, like that was really his thing. It was like he could he. He could get me to sm- he could get me to laugh when he was like writing a dissent. I'm like, all right, <laughs> you got me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't think anybody's gonna look back at Clarence Thomas the way people looked at Ginsburg. Nope. Like, you, I you you already know my feelings about Clarence. Yeah. Thomas. Well, I think fuck, that's basically a running joke on this podcast. Fuck, fuck that guy. Hope you die. <laughs> <laughs> so I I think that uh, well he was talking about retirement too. I remember we were talking about that like uh, a couple months ago on this. And so that was another potential guy to step down and uh, that they might have a worry about. I don't think it's going to end up happening until maybe the next, ter- like, you know, whoever becomes president next. No, like, like uh, for like, 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 it's like, like sticking to politics. I'm actually been, qu- I've been quite perplexed lately about like just what's going on in Washington, because like, here's what I don't get. I'm starting to wonder if Mitch McConnell is also trying to make Trump a one-term president. It wouldn't shock me. Because here's what I don't get. Okay. So let me get this straight, McConnell. You're in a position where you're likely going to lose the presidency. You might lose the Senate. And you have almost no shot at winning the House. Right? Yeah. We are in... A, a massive economic pickle and you are not you're just 
dicking around on 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 relief bills. Oh, I was having a conversation with somebody because about you, that today. You know too. who's going to get blamed for this, right? The people who are currently running this shit, who are Republicans yeah. for the most like, part. Like, it doesn't matter that you pass some, like, joke bill, couple, like, <laughs> like that, like, the, the fucking, like, like the, the, the skinny bill they put out was fucking stupid. And, like, the American people know that. Well, only... like, like, well, what is, like, what is the plan? And I, I don't understand. I don't think there is a plan. I don't, I don't think so either. The uh, only the only conclusion I can come to is this: that the Republicans in the Senate have already just decided Trump's going to fucking lose. Fuck this, and they are just doing whatever they can to save their own asses. That they're not even really concerned with like governing anymore. It's like my constituents are super hardcore, like 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 Republicans. So I'm just going to stonewall everything to save my seat. <laughs> yeah, I think that's. Uh, I like mean, at it, least for McConnell, it kind of makes it, sense. It he he might like be risking other senators' seats, though. Yeah, but it feels like they've accepted defeat on that. I mean, that I'm, that at this point, it is no longer about winning, like like getting um a, you know a, a getting or maintaining a majority and being able to use that rather just we're just gonna fucking triage what we can and call it a day. This is true. That's like, I mean, unless there's like some sort of like amazing, like, you know, fucking 4d chess moves that I'm not seeing, but like, I just, I've McConnell's McConnell's go-to strategy has always been stonewall. Yeah. But that doesn't work when you are in power. No, you're right. So that, but that was the problem. So, is that was his stone, only strategy. Like stonewalling things doesn't work when it's your job to govern. <laughs> this is true. But I, I don't, I don't know. I'm just very, like my, I don't like to say there's no way that there's some sort of like you know politically like genius plan that I just don't see. But like. I've learned in life that like when something on a surface level, just when I can't find any way to make sense of it, it's usually because it's stupid and it doesn't make sense. Like I, I see no way that this makes any sense in any way. Uh, it makes sense in the way of lobbying interests, maybe like, like people who have a vested interest in things going a certain direction. But there's almost certainly going to be another like massive spending bill and there's probably nothing they can do about it because the longer they hold out, the more likely it is that some of the more mod moderate Republicans in the Senate are going to defect to save their own asses. Yeah. So it's like you're to me it is the it is like like the analogy of like McConnell trying to hold a sandcastle together as the waves come in. We're like, well you you waited too long. And you 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 can't hold it together now. You you're not gonna be able to hold together your coalition when like you have these vulnerable senators who wanna be able to say, like, hey, I did a thing. Again, I don't think it's necessarily their job in the Senate that he's worried about anymore. Because to be honest, like a lot of times people will like, I, I think especially because they know they're going to lose. I think that's why, you know, McConnell. But, but I don't, but I don't actually think they, I don't think it has to be that way, though. 
No, I agree. But think about it like this. Two hours after the report of Ruth Bader Ginsburg's death, McConnell says they're filling the seat, right? He could have waited. He could have waited a day to say something about it. He could have consulted with other Republicans and said, hey, maybe we play it off right now. Like we're, we're going to hang tight and then come November we'll do it. Or we just don't make an announcement on it right away. Because literally, like I guess that it came two hours after the, the news broke. Like that's stupid. Like that's just bad you know, politicking, because all you did was draw more negative attention when people probably wouldn't have been paying attention to it in three days. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. Like, And then all of a sudden now you have people m- sending massive amounts of donations to all these senators and all these states that are in toss up situations. Like McSally, who's already having problems even competing in Arizona. Yeah. Uh, Lindsey Graham was like actually kind of relatively not safe. Uh, Can I just Collins say... Was in, Collins was already in a weird spot. I, I, I feel like that we may have said this before about, about uh, Lindsey Graham, but like, I don't know. I'm stuck between whether he truly is like the most southernly of gentlemen or if he's just gay. I, I can't tell. <laughs> I think it. I, oh, I definitely think he's like, no. Like, and like, look, that was like I, the huge I, rumor that was going I, on. Like, I'm not one to stereotype, right? Like, but like, just based on his mannerisms, statistically, yeah. it's more likely than not. Is it totally possible that he's straight as an arrow? Could be. I'm not saying it's not possible. I'm just saying I don't buy it. Yeah, I I don't disagree. I I. I I, I believe me that's been the running joke for literally 20 years i think at this I, point. I i know but like i don't you know i don't even give a fuck anymore <laughs> whatever fuck. <laughs> i i i just i just like him so much anyway so i don't he's i think a, a lot fucking, of people he's a fucking bootlicker just like all the all these other fucking establishment republicans yeah fucking oh he was oh. Oh, Trump is is horrible, and we, we never, never him. And then all of a sudden, it's like they're ready to to fucking kiss Trump's ass. Like fuck you, kiss it, dude. I'm pretty sure uh, Lindsey Graham's been licking, literally it. eating it out. <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, like I, I, this is controversial amongst my my, my more lefty friends. I have a begrudging respect. For, for Mitt Romney. I mean, he's been willing to go against Trump quite a bit. He voted, you know, he voted to impeach him. He was one of the only ones who did that. So, I mean, like... I, I have this, like... This could be totally wrong, but I have this, like, picture of Romney in my head where, like, he is truly trying to... Like, okay, no, actually, I found a better way to say this. He strikes me as one of the few Republicans who was like not like like operating in bad faith. Like I actually think he sincerely believes in what he's doing. Oh, I and that and that brings him back from doing some of the more egregious things. Yeah, well, like I, I mind he was governor of a blue state. That is true too. He was governor of of Massachusetts, which you know. 
to be a Republican governor in Massachusetts. Like I, that is yeah, that is. I, I I admit I didn't really appreciate how unusual that was. Like back in like like 2012, but not like oh yeah, huh. Yeah, so he was very. I mean, he was very moderate even by Republican standards. I mean, basically, they had Obamacare in Massachusetts. Well, that's that's the whole joke. Is like, oh, you 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 oppose the plan, even though it was literally a thing that you did under a Republican governor. I know, what was your opinion of her? Like, I know, like a lot of people have different. Like, I, I there's some people who have like certain justices on a pedestal, especially when, like, I know definitely she has a huge fan base. She used to be, you know, she um, was a teacher at Rutgers. That is there's, true. People, but it's that. weird. It's weird because her uh, their relationship was never very strong. Like, it's there. There's like a lot of bad blood in the water from that. Whatever. Too. I don't give a shit. That's like not super important to me. I wasn't there at the time, so I don't care. No, I don't care either. Like, I, I, I know that that's a thing that like existed. That was weird. And I think part of it was like now, actually, one of the things that was part of her tenure there, she sued Rutgers to pay her the same as a man because they were taking into account her husband's salary. I mean, fair enough. Rutgers, you were wrong. Yeah, so. They're like, I don't give a shit. <laughs> that, that's reasonable. So, uh, um, I, my, my, my thoughts on her, like rather as with everything else, uh, complex and nuanced. <laughs> yeah. Um, I understand why she has the following she does. She did a lot of great things. She advanced, you know, the, the rights of women. She did a lot. Um, but what I think happened to her was she, for her time was quite the lefty. But as yes. time went on, um, that kind of shifted where she was still, I'd argue, left of center, but still falling into that moderate Joe Biden zone. Yeah. And so, like, but then again, I, as a pragmatist, have been, like, waving the Biden flag since the beginning because I figured that was going to happen anyway. <laughs> and so I was like, look, I'm not going to waste my time on candidates that can't win. Um, so, like, while my, my like, perfect world um, politics might be a fair bit more leftist, um, I don't live in my perfect world. And so it's like I understand people's disappointment with her, but, like, what was she, like, fucking, like, 80-something? Yeah, 87. Like, for, I was going to say 87, and then I was going to, like, go back and say, was it 78? Did I mix my numbers up? Like, <laughs> no. She was fucking old. Like, how how progressive do you expect a fucking 87-year-old to be? Honestly, I've been shocked by a lot of the Supreme Court decisions about how sometimes they have been very willing to evolve well, on things. Uh, a point, though, like... I think that she is remembered for the work she did in a different era. Yes. And that her maybe not championing um, more modern progressive um, ideas as much is just like, like, what did you think was going to happen? Like, what do you want? I don't know. But I mean, overall, I think it's, it's a, it's a, it's a, a good legacy to have and I, I 
I wouldn't, I wouldn't like, you know, I don't really have any true criticisms of her other than she was old. <laughs> like, well, you no, were I, old. Congrats. I, I think she's, uh, how do I put it? Like, so, like, Sandra Day O'Connor was the first woman on the Supreme Court, but I don't feel like people look at her as nostalgically as they probably will look at Ginsburg. And... I feel like Ginsburg had a better story, though. That's true. Like, and that is kind of what matters. Better story. She, I mean, also, like, again, Sandra Day O'Connor retired, you know, still kind of, like, I mean, I'm not against what, which I actually kind of, like, I, if I was her, I probably would have done the exact same thing. Uh, and she had a husband that was uh, was sick, so she retired relatively young uh, on the off of the Supreme Court and in good health. And but I also think the things that people remember Ginsburg for is not just being like pro um, pro what what you identify as, right? Like Sandra Day O'Connor is very famous for you know being a part of you know, the, the Casey versus, uh, like, I know she didn't write it cause it was like that weird three judges. Yeah, but she was a part parts. of that, like how they created that. And she was definitely, you know, part of the keeping, you know, abortion rights around, but she was basically the person who it's like, this is what I identify with. This, this is what I am like closely associated with. Whereas Ginsburg, you know, was way more I, I like you said she's center left probably for like the 90s and early 2000s is very liberal comparatively to like nowadays that's kind of like the standard for like that's moderate but for 2000s 90s like she was very progressive like yeah that that's that's my thing is like people i mean we were talking about this when we were talking about that that one case like the national park thing people are mad at like Ginsburg for being like, ah, eh, you know, kind of siding with the conservatives on that one. And it's like, yes, she is a liberal, but like, or was, I should say, um, but like a liberal from like the early 2000s, not a liberal from, from 2020. <laughs> yeah. And not for nothing like that, especially with that case, a lot of, that's one of those things where people maybe because they see the divide that like, oh, she voted with the conservatives on this one, not really understanding the case law and what that actually meant. I like, mean, that was a complex case, but that also happened with the immigration case as well. That, that was over the, this last year where it was where people just kind of presumed after like looking at the divide, like, oh, look, she voted with the conservatives. Oh, she's friends with a uh, Anton Scalia. And it's like, yeah, you work. Well, yeah, if, if you work life. with someone every day for years, you're gonna become friends, like whether you want to or not. And they worked together back, like before he was on the Supreme Court. Like they, they've been working together since like the 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 seventies. Like, so I think she was, uh, like you said, like she she did a lot of great things. She did a lot of great things as an attorney, and then she was a part of a lot of major decisions that I do think still change people's lives. I think you can't, you know, I, I, and I think that maybe she was one of the more, I would say vocal or I don't know, like just, I, she was like the, the original kind of like what people think of, at least as far as like an iconic justice of the last like 20, 30 years. So I get how she got her following. Um, I kind of, like you said, it's part of it is, is that, it she's she has a great story 
And then the other part of it is, I think that, you know, she did do a lot of good things. Like, like yeah, people were going to hammer her for a couple of criminal justice things that maybe she went a, a different way on or something. And I don't know. I, you know, sometimes it's, like you said, it's like, how liberal do you think somebody always is? Like, again, a lot of these rules are also very... Even even beyond that, I have this general issue where, like, I think people did. I think people did this to Obama too, where like, there's like purity sta- like like tests about yes. these types of things. Like, man, okay, so she maybe she did some stuff that wasn't great, but like, no one's perfect. Like, you can't hold people to that kind of standard because, like, look, she might she might have been a Supreme Court justice, but she was still fucking human. Yes. But I think I, I think also it's weird because usually you don't remember the second person to be like of anything. I, I think eventually people will be big Sotomayor fans. I think she she's going to be memorable on the Supreme Court for a long I, time. I don't know. I don't know if she'll reach the same level, though. I well, I agree because I think that like Ginsburg was the one who got like true notoriety and like but I, I don't know 20 years from now people might be quoting I mean if we survive 20 years given <laughs> the, the universe right now <laughs> given the state of the universe um we might not make it 20 years anyway so I mean it might be like <laughs> I don't know um I, and I thought she was a very good writer as well I thought you know that that was I think that's the other thing is that she actually was a you know I uh, sometimes when you're reading some of these opinions, they're very, you know, dry. Yeah. And she was a, she was a good writer. Like, I, like we talked about it over the summer when we were doing the opinions, it was, you know, there's certain justices who are better at writing than. Oh other yeah. Justices. Like I, I appreciate like a judge who can like just, just, just make some one, make something make sense. Yes. And two, like, I I mean I'm I'm a strong proponent of these opinions don't have to be as long as they are. Yeah. Like they just don't. <laughs> <laughs> but but you because like as and I and I'm sure listeners will remember I said I made this point uh back back over the summer too. Brown v. Board of Ed, probably the most important Supreme Court case, uh, you know, the modern era was one was like what like it fit on a on a newspaper. Like they wanted to publish it in its entirety in the newspaper it was a short opinion and it was succinct and it was powerful you did not need 60 pages <laughs> like you just you just don't uh yeah i agree i wish some of them were more succinct as well <laughs> it would be nice it, it would, would make it would make law school a lot more fun <laughs> <laughs> but i do think part of that is is that sometimes you do have to explain the background to something no, 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 i, I, I some cases warrant it. Yes. A lot of them don't. Like I said, some uh, one of the I, I think Sotomayor is one of the better writers on the Supreme Court. I think Kagan's really good too, actually. That yeah, like the liberal justices so far have actually been pretty good as far as writers go. Um, well, I would I would venture to say that the liberal justices tend to get by or tend to get in a bit more on merit rather than just being a Federalist Society shill. But you know, what do I know? <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, we could touch ba- we could touch back on her a bit more later on if Wait, you want. I, I don't know I, if there's I also, any other thoughts. I also want to point out for anyone who's listening who is a conservative, I'm not saying the conservatives can't be good writers. I am saying Gorsuch however, is a good writer. I am saying, however, that most 
like like conservative Supreme Court justices just got there because they were Federalist Federalist Society assholes. Yeah, that is it. Like you have good writers, you just choose not to put them on the court. I don't know why. Yeah, like Scalia was a good writer. Gorsuch is a good writer. Um, I really haven't seen a because there hasn't been a ton of opinions by Kavanaugh. Although I did, yeah, like he did have a couple this year. That I'm not gonna lie, like Kavanaugh at his hearings kind of like sullied my view of him. Like I feel yeah. like I take him less seriously than the other justices. <laughs> I think there's very like, much. It's a, like, oh, oh, okay. Of, like, I understand that you're a Supreme Court justice, but you also cried about beer. <laughs> so that was. So <laughs> I don't remember if we ever went over this with him in his hearings, but it, sometimes it's just the demeanor of how you handle something. Yeah, and, like it, it wasn't good. <laughs> and as a judge, right? Like, like I get it. Oh, you're stressed out. This is a big deal. And I, I can I can empathize with the concept and people I think a lot of people who felt sorry for him empathize with him in the respect of, oh, you're being accused of something from you know, not might not have I, happened twenty, thirty years ago. You and I kind of felt bad for him, but like, man, you should have handled that better. Well this is <laughs> like I'm but sorry. Here's the reverse end of it, right? Like if this was any other person and it wasn't for Supreme Court justice, I, I probably would sit there and agree with those people. Uh, the thing that I find very disturbing is, is you are a judge, right? And how many times has he handled something similar and somebody reacted that way and maybe he didn't, you know, handle it the way that like, you know, where somebody's like flipping out and like, you know, did he hold that person in contempt? Did, you know, there's some judges with very little patience or they, you know, they start fighting back or. I don't know. It's I that kind of stuff. I've always kind of been like, you know, with that specific thing, it bothered me because you had defendants before you or you've had people before you and they probably were in a very similar situation where they were in dire straits and you would not have accepted that kind of behavior. And they weren't attorneys. They weren't judges. And then you're going through this process for the most like one of the top most important jobs in the world. And you're acting like a child. Yeah, it, it wasn't a good look. Yeah. So, I I I really will say this uh, as far as the uh, before we move on is I I I was very saddened by the whole. I again even before I, the stroke of fear went through. I think a lot of people's minds, but then like even just the the stroke of like this is sad. I get that she's 87 years old. It's the it's the aspect of like. I don't know. This is a person that, again, I've been aware of since I was probably like in my early teens and has been, I think, maybe one of the more prominent justices that people are aware of. Like, I think most people know who Ginsburg is, but how many people could tell you all nine justices on the Supreme Court? Well, yeah, I was going to say, like, like, she's like the one that people know. Yeah. And part of that's maybe because they had a movie about her played by uh, Amelia Clark. That is true, too. She. Like if I had a movie about me with Amelia Clark starring as me, I, I, people would know me. Now, well, I would, also... I would, I would have many questions about the casting. <laughs> um, who is casting this movie? Um, but like that's that's a big thing. She had a very, you know, obviously her biography uh, was a big thing as well. So, and like you said, she had a great story. You know, uh, way more memorable than some other justices, and I, I think that. Uh, I, I, it's just somebody who has been there for a long time and it's it, it ekes into your brain especially as attorneys like you know 
you know, 30 years, like I, there's probably a whole generation of attorneys that have, that looked up to her specifically. Oh, certainly. Although I will say this, I'm actually kind of surprised she lasted as long as she did. Like in hindsight. Oh, yeah. But. Because know. I, because I remember when Scalia died and I was like, no fucking way. She didn't outlive that fat fuck. <laughs> but she did. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. That was, that was a weird one. But oh, I agree. So now they're trying to now they're like I said we were talking about before Mitch McConnell now wants to fill that seat, right? That he made the announcement like 2 hours after she passed away. By the way, like that's just like really you couldn't wait 24 man. hours. Do it do it the next day for fuck's sake. Or somebody wants to leak it out, like somebody in your office wants to leak it out and be like, "Yeah, you know, I wouldn't. I wouldn't even do that. I just feel like, look, man. No, I wouldn't want. I wouldn't do that either. But if you're gonna have something like that, like people just want confirmation. Well, it, it, this is why I'm starting to wonder if, like, like the nihilism has just, 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 just broken McConnell down. Or he doesn't give a fuck anymore. Well, you know, he's a turtle, so he's just used to. You know, he's been on the planet two thousand years because they live forever. He knows he's not going to die, so he's just like, "Well, I'll wait another twenty years, and I'll get another Supreme Court justice when we get a president again." And meanwhile, all these guys that we have on there are fifty-nine years old, so they're going to live another twenty years anyway. Well, and I'm only one hundred and ninety-two. I got another two hundred years to go. He's just—he's like he—he's just a weird character. I don't. And again, like he's the the problem with him. The and if I was a Republican, I wouldn't want him being the face of my party in the Senate. Like, I never understood why he was Speaker of the House. If I was a Republican, I would not want Mitch McConnell being the guy because I would look at it and go, wait, he's the face? He's not even at risk. He's in goddamn fucking Kentucky. Hmm. I want somebody who's in maybe a little bit more diverse of a state of like South Carolina or Georgia, like a real, like, you know, people aren't thinking of Kentucky as like, yeah, Kentucky's a Republican stronghold, but it really don't, don't really match like the people who like, people aren't thinking like, gee, dear God, Kentucky should be running everything. Like, at least like, I understand like Georgia or Texas, like the Senator from one of those states should probably be like the, the guy who's leading your party. Not the guy from Kentucky. I don't know. But uh, I, I, I don't try to like pretend that Republican politics makes sense. You're right. They don't. That, that's a, that I, I forget about that sometimes. They don't so always. It's yeah. kind of like, okay, you have your way of doing things and it's like stupid. Maybe it works for you, but it doesn't work. And, uh, you know, I, I don't I don't think it works in, in, in you know, the, the real world. So whatever. So, yeah, he mentions the whole thing about, you know, they're going to fill the seat. And the thing is, there's already been senators who've like had interviews about this. Right. Um, who said that they probably would not fill the seat. Uh, you know, starting out with the ones more likely to flip flop. Lindsey Graham said it like all of two years ago. And literally now made an announcement, like, I think like 12 hours ago, saying he would absolutely fill the seat. Of course he would. But that's because it's Lindsey Graham. We've already kind of identified he's a salty bitch. So, um, but some of the more ones that I think it might be weirdly safer, um, Lisa Murkowski, right, of Alaska. Mm -hmm. She 
was one of the few to vote against Kavanaugh. She's voted against Trump quite a few times. Uh, Affordable Care Act repeal. She's fought against that. Uh, she is pro-choice. Uh, so, and that's been a very big stance for her is that she would not, she would not okay a, a justice on the Supreme Court that would be for uh, healing back, you know, uh, you know, uh, abortion rights. So, well, what does that actually mean? Does that mean you won't okay one who will say it publicly, or you won't okay one that you actually like? Like that's the problem. Well, I, you know what? That's a good point. Um, like I said, she voted against Kavanaugh, and keep in mind, she voted for Gorsuch. Um, but I think if I think if you can legitimize it in your head, right? I think that's the concept. I think she really was worried that Kavanaugh Kavanaugh came off like a like a lunatic, right? Like we were already just talking about that. It was like Kavanaugh came off really bad. Like it didn't matter that whether you you liked him or not, he just came off as bad. And she voted against him. Now Collins out of Maine is the the reverse flip of that, right? Well, a she's also currently running in a race that is very tight, right? She's openly said so far that she's not for filling the seat until after the election, and the person who wins on November third should get to pick the the Supreme Court justice. So she's openly said that. Keep in mind, she's running for senator, and she's in a tight race. She kind of has to say that. Yeah. And she did vote for Kavanaugh. And she's one of those ones that also says the similar thing of, oh, I'm not going to vote for uh, somebody who I believe is going to put, you know, abortion rights at risk. Right. Yeah. Everyone says that. You know, well, not everyone says that, but you know, you know what I mean? Well, if you're a senator from Maine, I think that you're probably going to say it because Maine's Maine, Maine and Alaska are weird states, right? Like they are not like they're like Maine's very much yeah, kind of like a, a slightly more conservative New Jersey. They're more they're, rural. Okay. Like, so like, like politically okay. speaking, New, I'm saying New England in general is weird. Yes. Like I have buddies from New Hampshire who were like, you would think they're like right wing lunatics because they're like gun nuts and everything. Yeah. But they're just like, ah, eh, Trump's an asshole. Voted for him once. Not doing that again. Like, huh? Okay. Like the it New New England is just it's just weird. It is. Um, it also produced Bernie Sanders somehow. Well, that's Vermont. Like again, like, that, those, is, that, that is that part of New England. States. Yeah, that collection of states is very weird. Massachusetts, yeah, like, Vermont, it's Maine, just, New Hampshire. It's such a weird region. I mean, that's kind of why like the New England states are always interesting. Um, so yeah, like, and I do think like they are, well, Maine has two senators and one of them's an independent, which is Angus which King. Which is interesting, but. He, but he's main, he's basically an independent, but he's also a Democrat. He's basically a Democrat. He caucuses with the Democrats. He's essentially, I think he votes with the Still Democrats. There? Like, what? Hello? Did you lose me? Hmm? Hello? I think you might have muted yourself. Or did I mute um, I'm still here. Hello? I can hear you. You can't hear me? Doesn't say mute. 
Hello. Huh. Something going on? I can't hear you now either. Shit. Should be a messenger thing. Oh, wait. wait. You can hear me now? Yeah. Okay, huh. that that might have been on my end. Um, All right, I was so confused because I'm like looking around. So, I'm like, I could hear you too. That was a weird thing. So I think it's because since since the last time we spoke, um, I started using a VPN and I didn't realize I had it on. Oh. And every now and then it will like it's usually not an issue because like you don't notice like a disconnect and then a reconnect. But like sometimes it will do that. I guess when it when it's like looking for like the optimal server for me to be connected to. Gotcha. And I was like, oh, because like the moment I turned off the VPN, it just like Zoom picked, like started picking up again. I was like, ha. Ah. Gotcha. Um, where were we now? We were talking, we were about, talking about New England Maine and how they're. Oh yeah, they have is an is independent, a, but is yes, Angus King. Um. Yeah. So he's an independent. He's but he mainly he's basically essentially a Democrat. Like he's voted with the Democrats. Like I don't know all the time. Like everything that's like anything you would think the Democrats would vote on, he's been like he's basically a Democrat. Um, more so even probably in the way that Bernie Sanders is. So, yeah, Sanders is has an interesting voting record. Um. So Collins has said that she's not going to vote for somebody. I think that's probably going to change after the election. Uh, the real question right now is can they, you know, are they going to get enough defectors from the Republicans to not vote for, you know, uh, not vote for Trump? Uh, not vote for, but not vote for Trump's nominee. Because hmm. they need four. Um, Murkowski would be one. I could probably, and I think she's made an announcement about it as well. Though well, the other ones were actually Chuck Grasserly, the Iowa senator, has uh, said it a while ago. He said it this year, though. He said in an interview that he would not be for uh, trying to install a new Supreme Court justice this year, which I thought was kind of impressive. Hmm. Like you're an Iowa senator, he's relatively conservative. He also like, like he's also the the head of the Judiciary Committee. Well I think there's another aspect to this where like that like Republicans need to take into consideration. You guys made a whole bunch of fucking noise about not, uh, you know, appointing Supreme court uh, nominees during an election year. And if you go back on this, then I see no reason why if the Democrats win the Senate, why they shouldn't just get rid of the fil- like get rid of the filibuster. Like, fuck you then. If, if you were just going to go back on your word on, on, on if you're going to like essentially just, just straight nihilism, then why should Democrats play by the rules too then? Like you, by ramming another like, like Supreme Court nominee now, you're, you're opening the door to them just saying, fuck it, fine then, I can play dirty too. And I think that is potentially more damaging because go ahead, put, it, go ahead, put, put another conservative on the, on the bench. If they win the Senate, they could pack the courts. Well, here, so... 
I, I, like, it, also... like it, it, it might not matter if, if you're going to play dirty. If you get the Democrats to the point where they're just like, fuck this then, then you putting someone else on the court isn't going to make much of a difference. So one of the recent strategies I heard is if they were going to try and do this, um, this came out of AOC's office, was that the Congress, because Democrats control the Congress. Well, they control the House. Yeah, they, well, I, I meant the House, sorry. Uh, long, uh, weird long day. Uh, yes, they control the House. There was a, a suggestion that they would impeach uh, Attorney General Barr, and that would start an impeachment trial in the Senate, and that would delay everything going on. Like, that would delay any kind of hearing involving, which is kind of like an interesting, like, that's an out-of-the-box concept to be like, we're just going to run impeachment trials through you guys. Like, we're just I mean, starting indicting people on, like, we're going to start trying to kick people through and, I'm, like, try to delay as much. I am not up enough on the Senate rules to really know if that's a viable strategy. No. I, also don't, I also don't know what Pelosi thinks about it because it's really going to be her call. I mean, if I'm Pelosi, I'm willing to try anything at that point, right? I mean... If I'm really worried about uh, you know, a nominee going through. And I'm thinking it'll probably end up happening in November, right? Hmm. Like, that would be the time when a an impeachment trial would go with I'm thinking that's when they would probably actually do the hearings for a, a new Supreme court justice. I don't think there's enough votes right now to hear a new Supreme court justice. I think the people on, there's a few of them on the Senate judiciary committee. They wouldn't pass through uh, somebody yet. So they probably wouldn't even hear hearings on somebody. So I think that it would at least get delayed till past the election. If Trump loses, then I think they try to do the the strategy of, hey, let's try to get somebody in now and hopefully we can, you know, get them See, but, in. But the my deadline. problem is, though, them doing that to me means that, like, the Democrats would then be justified in just saying, fuck all the rules then. Well, and that would be, you know, that would be one way of saying fuck the rules. Because, is, like, because like, you know just start what? impeaching people. I will be very honest with you. Like I am hesitant about the like like I am hesitant about the idea of getting rid of the filibuster for several reasons. But if they were to pull something like that, that would be enough for me to be like, no, fuck it. Fuck them. Like I, I do think that is a consideration they have like what are going to be the repercussions to this if you do not maintain like the presidency? Or if you potentially even lose the Senate, which is also possible, what it like? Well, I think this, I think this issue suddenly makes the, that they are less likely to win. Like, because I think I think this suddenly makes people who maybe were like on the border of like, oh, who do I vote for? Blah blah blah. I don't want to vote. Blah blah blah. I think this issue puts the like puts it on the ballot right now last time it was on the ballot too but you just didn't know like you didn't have any proof of what trump was right like this is what i like now people have proof of who he is so i think a lot of people are probably more um a i i remember somebody was saying uh, this actually might be one of the what's his name's face that uh that said this um the, the dude that I always hate that has that, the Ben Shapiro said this. 
where he said, back in 2016, a lot of people hated both Hillary and Trump, but if you hated Hillary and Trump, you probably voted for Trump. This time around, it sounds like if you hate both Biden and Trump, you're more likely to vote for Biden. And if that's the case, he doesn't think Trump's going to win. Because now yeah. you have proof of what Trump is. Well, Trump's like whole strategy lately has been really baffling, where he's like, if you elect Biden, like there's going to be rioting and fires and like, but that's happening now <laughs> and you're the president. So what? <laughs> like, wait a minute. Like his, his whole like strategy does not work when he's an incumbent. Like it just, it just doesn't. No, it, it only works when you're the outside guy. You can't be like the, Oh, the house is burning. Yeah. Well, you set the fire. You're here. So I, I think they need to at least think about that impeachment strategy just because they need something to, to, to try to fill up if, they're, they're, if they started being like, hey, we want to have a hearing on a Supreme Court justice, they need to find a way to kind of kick that down the road. And, and I think that would be an interesting strategy. Now, who who do you think what Trump would even nominate? Is there somebody like I know there were, he listed he actually released a list of people that he was thinking Barrett. Of. Barrett, you think that's prob that's all I, I'm I'm willing to put money on it because there was like one of the two of the people on his list were actually senators. It was uh, it was Ted Cruz and Tom Cotton. Which if those no. guys are the guys you're putting up on the Supreme Court, no, first off, he, you're losing he, your own he's, votes. He's not going to do that. He's not going to do that. He wants a woman who will be anti-abortion, and Barrett fits the bill. I I will literally take bets on this. You're probably right. Well, especially because he needs to find somebody who would be able to fill that spot. And well, I guess there's there's uh, already reports about it right now too. New York Times is uh, is saying to conservatives, Barrett has the perfect combination of attributes. Exactly. Um, Fox News is reporting that tr uh, Trump's Supreme Court pick is likely to be uh, Amy Coney Barrett or Barbara L Lagoa, and then there's something from Politico saying she's being groomed for the she's been groomed for this moment. Amy Barrett's Supreme Court preparation began early, so it sounds like uh, yeah she's the hot, she's the fast track to it. So I I. Uh, I, I thought the idea of Ted Cruz would be great, though, because honestly, like, put Ted Cruz on the Supreme Court, you get eight retirements pretty quickly. It's not going to happen. No, nah, it wouldn't happen, but it, w it would be fun to think about. Like, imagine all eight of the – not for nothing. That would be what I would do if I just wanted to piss everybody on the Supreme Court off. We're going to put Ted Cruz on. We're gonna, like, we're, I'm actually going to get Ted Cruz – like, I, as a Democrat, I would just be like, I hate the, I hate the Supreme Court. You know what? I'm going to put Ted Cruz on. Because, like, they're not going to want to spend as much time with Ted Cruz. Like, Ted Cruz is, like, supremely hated in the Senate. And they don't even have to spend that much time together as senators. But, man, like, he's a, he's a pill and a half. But I thought, it would, like, you know, his personality. So... How... I don't know. Do you think so? Do you think they actually move forward? 
with trying to put somebody on soon? I don't know. Like the problem is there's so much happening right now and it's such a complex like swamp to navigate mm-hmm. that I, I actually don't know. Like my gut wants to say they're going to try. But I don't even, but I'm not confident in that. Especially since they could lose the Senate. Well, especially if they do it before the election. Like, you might suddenly get people coming out who were not, were not coming out before. Yeah, like, it's... All of this is happening so close to a... I hate to say... Oh, it's the most important election, whatever, right? But like all of this is happening so close to like a a a massive election. I don't know because like here's the thing: I don't even think they know. I think some of them know. I think like I I think McConnell wants to do it. I just don't know if he has the votes. And that's something that I think was the the stupid maneuver with saying you're going to do it is saying you're going to do it and not taking the account of the people who are around you, who, you know, you might want to go ahead and check with and be like, oh, yeah, wait a second. This isn't going to work out. I mean, unless he just didn't care. Maybe he wants to put – well, that's the thing that Republicans are willing to do that Democrats won't, right? Democrats very rarely – do things politically to put you on the spot. Like they just don't, they, they don't force hands. They're not good at it. Like it it was a big problem with Obama. It was something that was big with the Democrats in general. Don't often do it. Uh, It's, they're just not very like politically, like they they don't, they're not like strategic in a lot of the ways that they use, you know, like strategically political. Like they're not very good at the strategy game. Hmm. Whereas Republicans are like, they will at least try to be See, strategic. I disagree with you. I don't think Republicans are good at this type of strategy. No, I you're think, right. I think, here I think Republicans not. are good at strategy when they're in the minority. Yeah. I, I don't agree. think I, I actually do not think they have a playbook for when they win. Like they, 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 they um, are like they well, are the, the, the proverbial dog that has finally caught the car. I I think my disagreement with that is they've been packing the courts for uh, on the federal level. Uh, so they do find ways of of at least using that power in Okay, but like but what ways. what is what is that netted then in, in, in the long run? A lot more conservative judges means that, you know, the, you know, courts are going to be going a certain direction. You know, uh, there, there is some value to it. But right? that's not what they want, though. I don't know. I, I wouldn't say it's not what they want. I think it's, you know, like they want power, right? That's the end game is they want power. They want to be able to control everything. You know, and even when they lose, they want to still have the the 
the resemblance that their party has some no, kind of effect, I and then they come back later on. I think the Republicans want the one thing that no amount of political strategy will ever win them. They want to win the culture war, and they're not, and they won't. It doesn't matter how much power you wield in government. You're not going to sway the, the, the majority of people to your uh, arguably regressive ideas. It doesn't matter. Like, you can put as many laws on the books as you want, but people aren't going to fucking give a shit. I think the, the bigger question is... They've been is, losing the culture wars for as long as I've been alive. And yet they had power. Like, they and somehow that's, But that's the power. thing. They're trying to use govern, like, 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 like governmental power to change the culture. Like, that, that, that's not how that works. Like at all, like no no amount of like conservative fiscal policy is gonna like make the public turn against gay marriage. I think they don't care about that anymore. I think, I think they do. I think they, uh, I because I, I just don't think it's it, it's a winning strategy. Like to them, I think a lot of them are past the gay marriage thing. Well, I think you get, you get my point though. Like now that we are, you know, how many? But years? that's the thing. But now it's a lost cause. Yes. Whereas I with you know abortion, I don't think they feel like it is. Like they feel like that's still something that they can cling on to and you know they they say, you know, it gives them like a, a nice flashy headline. You're killing okay, babies. But 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 seventy percent of Americans, I believe, like believe that abortion should be legal in, in at least some circumstances. So like yes. you're losing. But they don't care about 70% of Americans because 70% of Americans don't see, but, live. But, but, this is where their power the thing comes is, from though, is the Electoral College and the way everything's set up and the Senate see, is disproportionate. So if they so win they, certain they states... Want, but they want power for power's sake. I think in their world, like in their ideal world, people would agree with them. But like they don't. And no amount of electoral power is going to make that happen. Like sure, you can fucking you can look and like legislate whatever you want. People are still going to have abortion. It's still going to fucking happen. Oh, they will. So and like, they're, they're, whatever. They will still happen. Um, I don't know. It's like you, you can is, only legislate so much. At a certain point, it doesn't matter like what you fucking put into law. Yeah, I don't know. I, because here's the thing. I think the next step, and get, I, especially as they go, how do I put it? Uh, uh, you know, look at this Supreme Court justice, right? Like, they, they kind of went in a weird string, right? They went Gorsuch, which I think the real problem was they didn't, they didn't understand Gorsuch, right? Like, Gorsuch is a textualist, and, you know, they didn't understand Roberts, where Roberts is very much a believer in stare decisis and people being able to rely on the laws. So they are slowly kind of like, I, so they're realizing that in order to win this fight, they have they to have put hacks on the fucking court. Congratulations. Yeah, they have to get guys like Alito and Clarence Thomas and Kavanaugh, guys who are literally, they do not care. They'll lie and say they that they're not going to do it, but they will literally, you know, the second they're on there, move the direction of like, oh, I'm going to go ahead and yeah, like go back on Roe v. Wade. Absolutely. 
And then the real worry is, is a, I, and this is what I'm really worried about, is then the next step is, like, say they pull back on Roe v. Wade and, or even, you know, reverse it, right? The next worry, the next step is the things that they put in that are going to keep on becoming more and more restrictive. It's, you know, we're saying, you know, in New Jersey, yeah, we're essentially safe. We live in a, a blue state. Um, we're in a good place. But, you, you know, going down the line, you just don't know, you know, when's the, the flow going to come back a different direction, you know. See, but, like, but the, there are, like, repercussions to what they want to do. And I don't think they're thinking this through too well. Because, like, if I'm a major company and you, like, make it so that states could ban abortion... I'm going to be like, yo, if you're going to ban abortion and make it so, like, my workers don't want to live here and I can't attract the best talent, I'm just going to move to a blue state. Like, that's a problem. Like, I think Texas would have that issue. It's like, Texas, if you make abortion illegal, companies are going to fucking leave. Well, Texas is going to slowly become more blue as people are moving out of California. Yeah, but once you lose Texas, you lose everything. Yeah. So like last gasp of power, I guess. But like there are there are repercussions. Like it's like I uh, this is what I mean when I say like you can legislate whatever you want, but if you can't actually get people to agree with you, like people don't give a fuck about what you do. Not like, wrong. Go ahead, do whatever you want, because I guarantee that if if you allow states to outlaw abortion, major companies are going to pull out of, of of your states. Well, and that happened with the trans rights stuff too. Yeah, and if you don't think it's going to keep happening, it will. Yes, this because is, these think... companies don't give a shit about fucking your your conservative beliefs. They care about attracting the best workers. In fact, I would maybe make the argument that the some of the, the people who run these companies are way more, at least um, socially, you know, okay well, about well, that, things like that. Well, that's good for business. Yeah. And, like, and I'll be perfectly honest. I, if I were offered a good job in a red state, I probably wouldn't go. Yeah. Like, I, I would actually rather make less here. For, like, for this very reason. And so if you want to be competitive, if you want to get the best. I kind of agree with you, actually. Like, I've thought about that before as well. The only reason why I, like, the only convincing thing for me to go to a red state is to try to be, like, part of that movement, to go ahead and change that red state. But that's not. interested. That's the only part of that that I, but I actually agree with you. That's one of the reasons why, like, I, I said this to somebody before where I, uh, I like New Jersey because I like knowing the, like, I, like, I like, like, after knowing, like, you know, how kind of New York's court system is and New Jersey's court system is and knowing that New Jersey is just more efficient, I'm starting to realize, like, I just like New Jersey better than a lot of other states for reasons that 90% of people probably wouldn't take into account. But, I mean, like, this is what I mean when I say, like, they want to win the culture war and, like, they can't. And no amount of legislation or judicial nominations is going to make that happen. Because you can, you can write the rules... And then people will react to those rules and it's going to fuck over the places that do like it, it. It's not a good idea. You were right. Um, I, 
it's oh you want to hear the other the weird flip-flop uh one of those weird uh quotes about filling the bench that i thought was kind of like and it's one of the douchebags we've already referenced before um ted cruz said that we can't have uh, only eight judges on the bench uh because we're going into a big election what and if there's a dispute about the election we need some we need to be able to make a decision about it with the supreme court I don't buy it. Oh, no, I don't buy it either. You know why? 2016, we had eight judges on the bench. Uh, not to mention, there is no, like, there's no requirement of the amount. Yeah, like, it doesn't matter. You know who, <laughs> you know who said that before? Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz can fucking, can we just jettison him into the fucking sun? You know what? I'd be all for it. I I can't wait for the day where I never have to hear his name again. I just I think he is a uh, he is a disturbed little man, and I I'm shocked that that guy has a wife. He has money. I mean, maybe she's off getting railed by like six dudes anyway. He's, like one. I would not be surprised if he was like secretly into that. Oh yeah. He seems like the, the, the impotent type, but, you know, enough speculation. <laughs> but um, Ted, Ted Cruz can go fuck himself. Well, didn't Trump make fun of his wife and then he yes! actually back to Trump? Yes! That's what's so fucking amazing! 